0: You are now listening to an all new episode of The Last Men Potting Here with your two hosts, Ahmad and Steve. Steve, how the fuck you feeling this week?
1: Mm, I don't know. I like to say I'm feeling better than last week, but I don't think I am.
0: <laughs> well, last week you, you you lost it all. Have, have you yeah. gotten any of it back yet?
1: No, none of it. Nothing. All
0: right, well, so then you're keeping it even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds good. Like you haven't lost. Well. Yeah, because you lost it all, so you can't lose anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I've been tested heavily this week, so I've got to just get back to fasting, get back into my scriptures, reading, some, reading a couple more scriptures a day. So but that's the plan for next week.
0: There you go. See, you got an action plan. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was like, uh, listen, the nephew said, My energy be getting tested. That's how I felt this week. Um, some positive things happened at work. You know, I thought I would feel better with it, but. For a reason, I just felt, I didn't feel good. Like, I went, and, you know, Friday after the, the thing went down, I just went to the bar and started getting drunk. <laughs> that's what happened. So, like I said, I got to just get back yeah, to Yeah, that's, that's
0: the American way. That's <laughs> <laughs> like you know, the, you know, I don't
1: feel, I, just, I, don't, I don't feel like how I think I should feel. So, I'm just going to just start drinking. <laughs> i start drinking. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, you got to take it one week at a time. Like, you know, yeah. no, 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 no toxic positivity here, Steve. It won't all be okay.
1: I mean, like I said, like, I had to find a way to survive regardless. Like, I'm not going to take myself out regardless of what you go going to say. So it was
0: like, whatever. That That's and, and, and you know, it could always be worse. Like, you I know, there's, so. there's a lot of shit going on. Um in the world today that we're going to talk about on this week's episode that just shows you like, you know, depending on where you're at, like all different levels of life, it could always be worse. Um, one of the things I wanted to ta- uh, start the podcast off on this week and talk about because we don't talk about sports very much, um, especially not the WNBA, but this story has caught my interest a little bit, this Brittany Griner situation where this week. She got sentenced to nine years in Russian prison. Um, partly because of some of like the politics in between Russia and the U.S. And she's getting caught in the middle. But the other part of it is she got caught smuggling some, um, cannabis oil and over there that carries a heavy fine. According to the lawyers here, they're saying that her crime typically would only carry a sentence of five years and that most of the people that get convicted or admit guilt, cause I guess over there, uh, admitting guilt means something a little different than it does over here. But anyway, admitting guilt means that they would only end up getting, uh, parole. So she's ended, she's ended up with a nine year sentence, even though she admitted guilt. And, um, you know, asked for leniency because she said, you know, everything that she did was not, uh, intentional that she had packed that stuff in her, uh, suitcase, not knowing that, um, she was packing it because she was in a rush, just like was grabbing all of her shit and throwing it into her bag. Cause it says that, uh, it was less than one gram of, uh, cannabis oil that she got caught with. So wasn't a lot. Um, what, what what are your thoughts on that, Steve? Like, yeah, you know, you know they sent her to nine years.
1: You know, Ivan Drago and don't play that shit. So you come over here, you try to poison by athletes with that blue shit. I, I don't know if that's a terrible Russian accent, but you <laughs> play not playing that shit overseas, man. You can't come over here with that American attitude. Like, you know, you better have, be on your P's and Q's, just like because, you know, you talk about dealing with customs at that point. So, you know, I don't really know the game when it comes to like. uh uh, you know, cross uh, rules or, or, or cross international rules or whatever. So, like, there, but I mean, it's, it's not a good look, you know. Um,
0: well, so yeah, I, I, I think, um, you know, there, there's clearly you know, in this long article that I read about it, it was saying how, you know, the negotiations of a prisoner exchange are still ongoing between the U.S. and Russia and that sh- she's in the middle of this and that, uh, you know, the, her lawyers are saying the fact that the sentence is so long um, is an indication that all of this is like political theater going on uh, because the typical typical sentence would have been five years or less. But she got nine and a half. <clears throat> so meanwhile, like while they're trying to figure all of this shit out, like, you know, the between the governments and all that, Brittany Griner's got to go back to jail. Um, she, she, she had to go back to jail and like, you know, all she said in court was quote, I never meant to hurt anybody. I never meant to put in jeopardy, the Russian population never meant to break the laws. I made an honest mistake and I hope that in your ruling that it doesn't end my life here. I know everybody wants to keep, keep talking about political pawn and politics, but I hope that is far from this courtroom. I want to say again that I had no intent of breaking any Russian laws. I had no intent. I did not conspire or plan to commit this crime.
1: I, on the conspiracy side of the game, though, I kind of see it where you've got these, uh like you said, these geopolitical uh, type of things that's going on. It does kind of seem a little bit of that, where it's like you got this almost prisoner of war-like type of thing. So uh, we'll see where it goes. I, I, Me personally, I wouldn't wish no, uh you know, I, I joke, but I wouldn't wish no overseas prison stuff on nobody. Cause I feel like, like, when you watch movies of the Russians, or, like, in my country, yeah, this is like, they're locked down 25 hours a day. Like, it seems like they don't fuck around over there, so. Like, cause they, every, every prisoner movie, it'd be so far to be like, it's just
0: nothing. I'm like, god damn, American jail is nothing. Yeah, I, I think, <laughs> I think she's like getting sentenced to like a work camp. I don't think it's, yeah. it's, it's just regular prison, like. Yeah. Like, it, it, it sounds like some, uh, uh, 1825 shit going on over there yeah um and you know I I take her word for it when she says you know I I made a mistake it wasn't intentional and all that because I've made a mistake at the airport before walked into the airport with something that I knew that couldn't go through TSA but I realized it before I went through TSA so I was able to go back out of the airport and put it away um Now, if I had gone through TSA, like maybe my whole day would have gone differently. I could have been arrested, too. But, you know, I was in America. So, you know, America, you make that kind of mistake, you can you can bail out and figure it out and probably get some probation or some shit. But, like you, you know, you go overseas, you end up in some shit. Anything could happen because we don't even know. I have no idea what the Russian laws are. Like the little no. bit that I know is just from reading this article on CNN and we already know CNN <laughs> isn't, isn't the most accurate source of information. So, um, you know, I, I have no idea what, what Brittany Griner was subject to and, and I'm sure she only has but so much idea what she's being subject to because it's new to her as well. Like, you know, she, like it, it, you think you're, you're okay, and then you, you make a, a mistake, and now somebody's talking about we're going to take ten years of your life away. Like that's crazy.
1: Well, hey man, you know there's certain mistakes you can't recover from. There's a lot of brothers doing time in the child support court or whatever for whatever reason. I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, some mistakes like, you just can't well, recover from. We're
0: not going to do, do that because, like, I, I hate I hate when motherfuckers will do that. Like, yeah. you know, like. Like we're talking about this issue and they're like, Yeah, but this it's some unfair shit that happened to a nigga over uh, here, just, so no, it all balances out. And it's like at the end I'm of the day, you know, the, the the lady made a mistake.
1: Yeah, and, and there's some mistakes you can't come back from. It just is what it is. And you gotta say, it's it's messed up, but sorry.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> you better you better uh you better what <laughs> what well, uh what may say say the Chappelle show is like uh, go find uh, Islam, pray to Allah, whatever. Like he's doing the um, <laughs> the sketch where like the white man gets treated like a black guy in court. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> find Allah, find Islam. It's like, that's, that's about it. You know, it's unfortunate. But uh, hey, it's the game, man. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, he's accused overseas. Yeah, know, that's, I, like, that, I,
0: that's definitely true. That's the. That's the lesson, I think, to be learned from this. It's like, you know, wherever you go, um, you got to make sure you learn the laws of wherever you're going. Because even in this country, you know, going from one state to another, you could be breaking the law and not realizing it um, just by doing something that's OK. Like, you know, just for example, concealed carry, you know, I can conceal carry in Nevada but if i cross state lines and go into california all of a sudden i'm breaking the law so you know oh even over here you uh you, you can end up in like a huge a huge uh issue with with shit like that so um you know to anybody that wants to go overseas it's like you know learn the laws and like you know just be care like, at the end of the day you could just say you know what i'm not going to get high this trip like like if they don't if they don't fucking sell it in the store that everybody can walk in. Maybe I'm not going to use that for these couple of days or weeks or wherever where I'm out of the country. Like, it, it's OK. Like, it doesn't always have to be, you know, I, I have to take the exact comforts of my home with me everywhere I go. That's part of the point of traveling, too.
1: Some people are addicts, man. But, yeah, I, I've been driving when them' don't play that shit. Come over there, they, they think you're trying to poison their athletes or something. They don't fuck around with that shit.
0: Yeah. Cause it, I I think like there's certain like <laughs> countries in the Middle East like you know if you get caught with alcohol that's going to be a real big problem. Now over yeah. here it's you know you, they they sell alcohol in the fucking gas station, the supermarket, and and every corner on the liquor store. But you go over there, it's like you have a little bottle of brown, <clears> you're gonna cause some problems. Well, 'cause
1: Because, but I remember Freddie Gibbs a few years ago got in trouble overseas. He was able to kind of get out somehow. So. I don't know. Maybe there's hope for her or something like that.
0: Well, Freddie Gibbs was also in. Uh, he was in Austria. It was a completely different country that the yeah. U.S. wasn't in open conflict with. Right. So yeah. That's the uh, yeah. That, that that that's the other part of this. It's like like they said, Britney Griner probably should have only gotten five years for this, with a possibility of parole. But the fact that she got nine and a half is an indication, according to her lawyers, that you know something more sinister is going on and that she's being used um as a, as a political pawn here so like that that's the other part of it it's like it's bad enough to get locked up now it's like fuck now i gotta worry about what these old white men are trying to figure out
1: yeah and, and, and uh you're not supposed to negotiate with terrorists neither so she might have to do that now
0: what, what terrorists, well, you know, steve uh, let, 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 let's that's move on
1: that's the, that's, the, that's the old cliche right you don't negotiate with terrorists
0: yeah but there's no terrorists involved here what's well, the enemy
1: like
0: you know staying on the topic of jail time you you sent me a clip from uh charleston white where he was speaking on the ysl situation
2: we ain't saying free now some bitch that done crime and ain't paid for the time Nigga, go do your 10, 15 year old just like everybody else. My brother been gone 30 and a half years. I ain't never, you not one time have you ever heard me say, free my brother. Nigga, you kill somebody. And I once told that nigga say, nigga, God ain't gonna never let you out of prison. Nigga, if you don't develop no remorse for the nigga you kill. If nothing else, nigga have some remorse for his mama. Mm-hmm. My mama got remorse for the man, mama. Nick, my mama feel sorry for that boy, mama. My brother, she ain't never complained about that nigga being in prison. He been in prison since he was seventeen, homie, thirty some years. So my mama said, at least I can go hug him and talk to him. That other mother, she can't go talk to her baby. Uh,
0: so the the whole idea of uh this this conversation stemmed from the free YSL movement and that was in that was part of his reaction to it where it's saying it's like why are we saying why are we promoting free these guys if they were doing crimes like you know should they just, you know do should it be you do the crime you do the time uh and is is it that simple i guess that that's the question here
1: I think Mr. Charleston makes some good points, though. Like, especially, you know, if you don't have the remorse for the crimes, it's like, you know, how are you going to be just a cold brother killer like that? You know, there there are certain people who go to, you know, certainly sit down for a little bit. They come out reformed. But, hey, man, you, you're not going to get in there and get reformed. Keep your ass away from me. I got shit to do. I don't want your ass killing my ass.
0: Yeah, I think, like, the whole, f- like, free so-and-so idea, it all depends Uh, on you know what the circumstances of the case are because there are a lot of people getting over sentenced for shit there's a lot of people um sitting in jail for for a long time on alleged charges waiting for trial and shit like that like in this case like with these YSL dudes none of them have been convicted of anything yet Mm. at least in, in this case I don't know if they have priors but they haven't been convicted of anything here so it's like Why should they have to sit in jail for how for God knows how long until you you get to trial? It's like just for example, the guy that killed Nipsey. Not saying that he should get freed, but he killed Nipsey. What was that? Three, four years ago, and they're just having the trial like a couple weeks ago. So like he was in jail for three years waiting for trial. So like the the trial (laughs) system is slow in, in in this country. So it's like Gunner, for example. He's locked up on this YSL shit. Um, he has, according to like all the news releases, you know, lo- the lower end of the charges, nothing violent or anything like that, but he can't get a bond. Mm. So I think like that's the nuance if you say, you know, free YSL or free gunner, free whoever. Um, you know, the, like these guys haven't gotten convicted of anything yet. That's a good point because
1: we saw a couple of years ago with the dude uh, I think his name was like Khalif something. Jay Z did the documentary about him. Yeah,
0: Khalif Browder, yeah.
1: Khalif Browder, yeah. He was he was like in Rikers for like three years. Like, Over a book, um, book. Yeah, wasn't even convicted or nothing, and he comes out and you know he can't handle the real world. You know, not not to say you can't handle. You know what I mean? Like I'm not. Well, yeah, to, he
0: he ended up. For yeah. those that don't know, he, he ended up committing suicide because of. You know, the the mental trauma that he had from being in solitary for long stretches of time or and from being locked up. And he he stayed in jail for three years until those charges were dropped because they kept wanting him to um, put in a guilty plea. And he refused to do that because he said he didn't do anything wrong. It was proven later that he didn't do anything wrong and he didn't want to have a guilty plea on his record for the rest of his life. So he stood tall in jail for 3 years and and dealt with all of the bullshit that came with that and eventually he got out and you know he couldn't he uh had his struggles with it and, and ended up killing himself unfortunately. So like like th- that's the shit that's on that's on the table with some with, with some cases. And others cases where you know niggas did violent shit, sold the drugs, slid on the ops, did the murders and all that shit. I agree with Charleston. It's like, no, we ain't hollering for <clears> them <throat> niggas. Like, you know, they, they 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 live that life. Like, they got to do the time.
1: Get that nigga away from me. Cause I'm just sitting here trying to clock in, be miserable for anywhere from 48 hours, come home, be more miserable, and get up and do it again. So, like, why take that away from me? Just let me do my job. <laughs> <laughs> Try to take my life away. Because you out here getting your money. Just, just let me do what I was supposed to be doing. You're uh, Rob uh, me for the nothing that I had. I, I told you i already lost it all. You go try to rob me for the nothing.
0: Well, you still got your life.
1: Yeah, exactly. You try to take that away.
0: Yeah, so uh, I I think we're in agreement that you know the the quote unquote bad guys they should you know I mean. I don't wish jail on anybody, but I'm not gonna holler free free those dudes. Like bad guy, bad guy. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, but uh, at at the same time, I do think it's bullshit. Like I said, like with guys like Gunner or whatever, <clears throat> you know, l- l- let let that man get a bond, let him get house arrest or something, so he can still put out, you know, pushing P Part Two or something while he's waiting for trial. Yeah, like, he he be able and to make, make money, some yeah. money so he can support his fucking family.
1: Yeah, cause you, cause you know, I'm making no money off the stream, so you gotta just continue to make some mixtape
0: stuff or something. Yeah, you got. He, he needs to be able to do something. Yeah. Like, like that. That's bullshit. And then, and it's like that idea, like you said, of recycling, where now you're probably gonna get hit with six figure lawyer fees and all of this type of shit, but you haven't been able to earn any money for the past year or however yeah. long those guys have been in jail or however long they're gonna have to sit there.
1: Like, yeah, take,
0: that, that's bullshit.
1: Take that money right back.
0: In keeping with this, this topic of, uh, you know, injustices going on for with uh, different people in the media, um, Boosie, a couple of weeks ago, got pulled over by the cops in Georgia for what they say was a uh, issue with his license plate that it wasn't visible from 50 yards away uh per the law quote unquote um and there was uh the body cam footage and uh Boosie said that he's been being harassed by the cops that that they've been pulling him over um almost every day And it's always been for bullshit reasons like that, like about tags and all that. And you can watch the dash cam footage on YouTube, not the dash cam, the body cam footage on YouTube and see them search all through his car, you know, look through all of the compartments and and not find anything illegal. And when he asked them, you know, what's the what's this for the stop for? They say it's for the tag and then they give him a citation because he has some backwoods in the car. Um you know, just bullshit. So here here's a little bit of his reaction in the moment.
2: Right, I'm you might bird here in of my That's all bird control for my bitches. You know bitches can't get pregnant for yeah, I got a lot of whole sucking at my house right now, huh? Yeah. I got like
1: thirty-five
2: whole sucking at my house right now. If
0: anybody won't think stuff, let me know. So, you know, like that's funny, but like if you watch that part of the video, they pull out some, some pills out of his car and they ask him what the pills are and he says those are as birth control for my bitches. And basically saying like, you know, why are y'all bothering me about this shit? Why can't I go about my life? Um, and you know, he he goes on to even say that he he moved down to Georgia to, to get away from all the bullshit.
2: Check this out, man. I lost my cool this morning, but I've been being targeted, man. I you know every 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 time I pull out. My car's getting pulled over. I'm getting pulled over. I'm tired of that. You know, I came to Georgia to do right. You know, I ain't on no... I'm doing right. I ain't in no trouble. I ain't... I don't fuck with nobody. I ain't in no beef out here. You know, most of the police respect me, especially in the city. You know, uh... But I'm being targeted, bro. You know, I'm being targeted and harassed and... You know, I ain't going for it. I came out here to get away from all that
0: and all. Boosie has been one of the main dudes uh, every time rappers die or get killed or whatever, saying, you know, you got to get out of your city. Even if you want to help your city, help it from afar and all that type of shit. Get away from all of the bullshit that could kill you. So, you know, he lives that example. He moved to Atlanta, bought himself a big mansion and all that type of stuff and has all his kids with him and 35 bitches sucking dick at the mansion and all all, all, of, all of that good stuff but he still can't live um in peace so how how you feel about that steve
1: i think uh goosey prize should have exercised his right to remain silent because uh you know things like that started expanding they might try to put a sex traffic in charge on you now you talk about i got women that can suck your dick like that's not that that's no good Boosie. you know you can't you can't do that but, you know, the main thing is, like, you know, we just have to adjust to the conditions of the battle. You know, we were talking about earlier, like, this ain't Wakanda, you're not, you're not going home. This is it. So, you know, you gotta be prepared for stuff like that. You know, as as my man Daniels would say on, on the, uh, on, on the wire, you know, you gotta mount up, you know, whatever that may mean to you, but just to be mentally you know, prepare for that where you don't lose your cool. We've all lost our cool. You know, I've I've, I've lost but my cool. How, how do you
0: prepare for it, like if he's saying he's he's gotten pulled over seven times yeah. in two weeks?
1: <clears throat> I don't know. That's 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 very interesting. It seemed like like you said he's getting targeted. So, um, <laughs> I guess the main thing is you just got to be mentally prepared for that, so you're not sitting there flipping out talking about how you like that. So.
0: Well, I I think like like he said, like that's the the, the shit that we saw is the explosion after it's just happened every day. Like they pulled him over the day before, did the same shit. And it's like if you you're going through this man's car without probable cause, you you claim because when you walked up on the car, there was weed smell and the cops knew it was Boosie. They knew who it was and they searched all through his shit anyway, because and to his credit. There was no drugs in the car. There was no guns in the car and all that shit. And, and in Georgia, you know, the, the gun laws are pretty lenient. So, like, finding a gun in that car probably wouldn't have been out of the realm of possibility. But he didn't have none of that shit on him. He had no weed. He he just had some backwoods wrappers. He didn't even have no fucking weed on him. Yeah. Like, like you know, like he's saying, I can't do, you can't tell me. To 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 get all this money and you know bootstraps and all of this shit like I'm supposed to do everything right right I, I I get out the hood I get the money I get the house I I get the car get it registered and all that type of shit you still go pull me over every day like what the fuck are you supposed to do besides yellow the side of the road I, I, like when we get in the jail the first the first bitch we see we jumping on them <laughs> yeah, I, trust me I've been
1: there I've been. In a situation where they tell you to get a job, you do the job to the best of your ability, you know, you take shit from customers, take shit from supervisors, you know, you, you, you do eight people job in there, you like, you know, cause that's what they tell you to do, you know, you gotta work hard and all that. And so, you know, I, I've been to the point where I, I've, I've snapped like that in the, in the job situation. So it's, it's not good. So I, I can yeah, relate to Boosie on that.
0: I, I think, I think Boosie is completely <clears throat> justified in that. And I think that you know like I, i'm not a a defund the police guy or or any of that like cuz i i think s- some of the shit where people talk about that type of stuff it's like out of emotion or misguided but yeah, i they, do think they, that the idea of policing shouldn't be to fucking harass people like or or like the police shouldn't be actively looking for trouble where they're or looking for what, what what's the phrase Looking for fire where there's no smoke. Like, if people are just driving down the fucking street, you shouldn't, it it shouldn't even be allowed to be able to pull them over for some bullshit like that. Like, like there should have, like, there should have to be like some real checks and balances. Like, no, you can only pull people over for, you know, speeding, fucking swerving lane to lane. So, like something more specific than that bullshit. You can't just pull people over because you feel like it or because you couldn't read their license plate. Like that, that's fucking mm-hmm. nuts.
1: Yeah, they they got a plan for that. Uh, for the police, you know, you defund the police people. They got a plan for your ass. So watch out for that.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's why I, I don't <laughs> I, I don't I'm not on any of the, those type of waves or any of that shit. Because it's like you get rid of the police, they're just gonna put something else in place. So it, like you're not getting rid of of that i i I think ultimately what you want is you know and we keep coming back to this idea like every week you know last week when we were talking about the health food stuff where it's like even with this shit like we got to build our own communities where this shit doesn't happen it's like you like when you build A fucking gated community with HOA fees and all that type of shit and people can't get past the gate and you have your own security. You can set the shit up the way you want. And you know, when guys like Tyler Perry or 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 whatever is are buying a hundred however many acres ranch and shit that he bought, like that space you could build a town or some shit. Not saying that Tyler Perry's the person that's supposed to come solve this problem. I'm yeah, just saying that he's I'm showing doing. that it's possible if if you get if you get your money, you can buy some you can buy your own place and do whatever the fuck you want. He built he's buying a place, he built a film studio and all that type of shit. So on another level, I think, you know, to avoid this type of shit, that's really the only fucking answer. You gotta build your own shit, secure it, and, and get away from. Because you're not gonna be able to get away from these fucking people.
2: Mm. Well, like, good, like good
0: you, you can't get away. From, like, you can't get away from them by getting rich in this society and still wanting to be a part of it. Like, yeah. that's not gonna work for you. You're gonna get pulled over every day, like Boosie. Like, yeah, well,
1: good, good luck getting your hundred acres in little New York, my town, and, and getting all them ignorant niggas to come in and cooperate. Who Lincoln? said
0: anything about inviting ignorant <laughs> niggas saying, in? Saying, See, like you, you always take it, you always take it to the ignorant niggas
1: level.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, saying, I'm, I'm, nobody said two niggas was invited.
1: <laughs> like, invited like, like, I, I, I don't niggas. think
0: you can just pull up on Tyler Perry land and say like, "Hey, <laughs> like Perry, I, I yeah. have brown skin, let me in, bruh. Like, I don't yeah. think it works like that. I, I think you got meet certain requirements to to get past the gate over there. That's like, that's all I'm saying. Like, you yeah. know, and if 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 like minded people meet the requirements, yeah, you could come in.
1: Uh, this nigga sounds like you're trying to build a wakanda. That shit ain't all who, who, who that shit, that shit
0: what what right. Wakanda? no, Wakanda's a fantasy land. Yeah. That's that's what you sound like you all Go
1: to yeah. take hundred acres and save some.
0: Yeah, y- you see people doing it. It's it's people doing it. So it's like wh- where's the fantasy? Like, you see yeah, people it. doing it. If, if, if motherfuckers can get enough money to buy their own island, yeah. or, or, or get it, get enough money to buy a ranch and disappear, or some shit. Like, I see some shit where, where Lenny Kravitz bought this huge fucking ranch in Brazil. And, like, cause he was in Brazil doing a tour one time. He saw the, he saw the ranch. He liked it so much. He just bought it. And he, he just like, he's out there in the cut, in the woods, in the jungle, in Brazil, doing his thing. That, that's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, that's that's where it's
1: at right there it goes yeah like, like
0: well it's the same like you know like it's that. the same thing like boosie can afford probably the the tyler perry ranch or whatever yeah. like I, I think he has a hundred acres or some shit down there
1: yeah so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go right there i'm gonna do the i'm gonna do the Lenny kravitz thing i'm gonna go uh once i get my money i'm gonna be in uh brazil having some third world uh girls feeding me grapes and stuff like that i'm never going to see you niggas again
0: See, you you always take it back to the gross level. It's like it's like yeah, like, I'm, I'm gonna go down there and start taking advantage of the bitches. Yeah, throw
1: th- th- some throw the world, some throw the world Brazilian girls feed me grapes. Shame. Oh, why is that a shame? That's a beautiful thing. Everybody's like <laughs> taken care of. He can have some grapes too. Like act like I'm just like no, no grapes for you. Yeah, that'd be a shame if there's no grapes for them, but. They
0: just they gotta feed me grapes. That's all. Yeah, so I I think ultimately that that's the moral of the story here. Where you know in, in, in this society you gotta especially as a black man you gotta have your armor on and you just gotta be prepared for the bullshit every day. Right. And the goal is to get get enough money so you can so you can get away from people and like I, have-, I have your own secluded your own secluded place to go to. And it doesn't have to be a hundred acre ranch or some shit, but every every man needs that. Cause like 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 Boosie said, I'm I'm tired of this shit. I came here for change. Yeah, I'm gonna
1: go down there. Uh, you ever just watch Family Guy and the nigga Peter Griffin sit on the couch and the, he he got the uh, the bull with the the flowers? He's like Diego, sweaty, and then he just start fanning <laughs> him. <and shrugging>. <laughs> <laughs> so so Diego.
2: um so speaking also
0: of people losing their cool this week um somebody that you don't see normally lose their cool you know you usually usually is a chill guy uh but uh Wiz Khalifa was doing a club appearance uh, a week or so ago and got into a bit of a disagreement with the DJ. See, I I think you you know that you've gone too far anytime you start saying shit out loud like I'm a grown ass man or I'm a real ass nigga or you know I- I'm from such and such we don't play that type of shit you know you know it's gone too far when those type of sentences are coming out your mouth and uh for, for Wiz to be in that situation is just funny because he's always like the happy go lucky guy on the tracks. But he also has always had the dark side to him where he laughs about fucking other guys' bitches. <laughs> so, like, you know, I'm not surprised that Wiz, like, has this mean streak in him where he's, like, bullying these two DJs and telling them, you know, I'll kick your ass and all that shit, you know. You know, puff it up his chest because he does, you know, he does all his Taekwondo shit. Um, And then, you know... As per usual with these celebrities when they overreact and ego trip out for a minute, they always, uh, in the words of uh, Nas, you pop shit apologize. Nigga, just ask Kiss. I
2: want to apologize to all the DJs and the entire DJ community for my behavior. I do realize that it was a bit much and I'm a big enough man to be like, yo, that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't go down. That's not how
1: business gets handled and that's not how you get your point across hey, man, we, I think we, like, we've we all been in situations where we lost our cool you know maybe there's a certain supervisor who's coming in uh, hey. alright <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I need like uh, I need like that that, uh, that that button when you get the question wrong on the prices right anytime you bring up that fucking supervisor so I just go <laughs> get that shit out of here but, but go ahead
1: no, nah, man. I mean, you know, hey, certain things happen under pressure. You know, there's there might have been some drugs, some alcohol involved. Or, you know, you never know what's going on in that club environment. Like you say, he's a little excited, he's a little overzealous. He got his stuff popping off. It's his night, so you know, ain't no excuse. But at the same time, I kind of see where he's coming from. You know, we've seen like this a lot for whatever reason. The DJ's always seems to get bullied always. So I guess that's just a culture of hip hop for whatever reason. It's Like if things ain't going right, it's like, oh, I gotta make sure that the crowd knows that it's not me. It's this guy who sucks. I don't suck. He sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because uh, you, you sent me this clip from back in the day where, where Biggie went through a similar situation with his DJ during a performance, but his reaction was different than Wiz's.
2: What DJ Cat. That nigga hot. Word up! Word up! Really DJ Cat. <laughs> We got to get busy, though, man. Can we get busy, man, please, without you fucking up? For real? <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I can't take it no more, man. A nigga fucking up every joint.
0: With, thi- with this situation, you know, Biggie's in the same situation you can hear in the clip. You can watch it on YouTube. He kind of laughs it off. He throws a water bottle at the DJ, but he didn't go straight, like, alpha, aggressive mode, And you've seen that sometimes. Like, it was depicted on Atlanta. They did episode, I think it was, like, in the first season where they're in the studio and the engineer keeps fucking up and the guy um, gets his homies to beat the engineer up. Um, Yeah, he he, he was like, you know, like, I, I wouldn't put my hands on you, but I'm not the only one in here with hands. Like, you know, like, the the, 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 the position that you get in, I think, when you're the rapper or whatever, you, you get this tough guy bravado and, you know, Wiz, Wiz could probably whoop them, both those guys ass. Like he, he trains MMA and all that type of shit. He's, he's not a little guy anymore. So, is that just a part of the hip hop culture that, uh, the DJ, the engineer, um, and all of these people that like, support the artist, kind of get shit on? <laughs> well,
1: because I was reading the comments uh, where, like you said, Big laughed it off because the dude, Big Cat, I think came to his hotel room afterward, and he basically was just like, he's like, yeah, you know, I know it was hot, the records was warping, but I had to make sure that the, you know, the crowd knew that it wasn't my fault. So, I think it was kind of a mix between that and, like you said, it's just this, like, you know, I'm the boss in here, and you better not be fucking up. Like, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure to work under, there, though, because, you know, I I've worked in a lot of toxic environments. I don't think, you know, any superior ever put their hands on me like Wiz did that. <laughs> in, that, in that video like that. He pushed him like that and called him a bitch, so.
0: Yeah, cause he, he <laughs> pushed that guy. He slapped the one guy's hat off and, yeah. and all of this type of shit. And it's one of those situations where a lot of people say, oh, you know, I, I would have reacted differently. But mm. I think you you see when people get put in those situations and you're getting embarrassed in front of a lot of people, you react like Chris Rock. You, like, wow, dude, really? The record skipped and now I'm a pussy? You gonna whoop my ass in front of everybody because the record skipped? Like, yeah. is it, is it that deep? I don't know.
1: It's not cool, but you know, <laughs> I guess there people need to let you know that they're, you know, you're,
0: uh,
1: well, I guess I won't say a word, but. Yeah,
0: that that that, <laughs> that, that, that they're in charge. Yeah. Like, like, like like that they might be in a supervisory position. Yeah, or something exactly. Stuff, something exactly. like that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah that's they, what you wanted was, to say.
1: They to let you know that they're your supervisor, like <laughs> so I'm your supervisor, don't you get it?
0: <laughs> so, um yeah, I, I think, you know. Everybody can we can always Monday morning quarterback some shit and say oh I wouldn't have done that if I was Wiz blah 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 blah, but at the end of the day I think it's just hip hop in general needs a little bit more respect for the DJ the DJ the DJ gets disrespected a lot and 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 the DJ has a hard fucking job yeah, like very hard. he's got to keep the party going like for he can't fuck up for one second no. the DJ fucks up for five seconds he can throw the vibe of the whole party off. Like I I've seen it happen. Somebody yeah. get up there, you know, start DJ and in 30 seconds into it, they're just making all the wrong choices and and muf- Yo, get this nigga out of here, man.
1: Yeah. It's not a good look. I I I wouldn't want to be a DJ. That's no, hard work. I think I think the only worse uh job than DJ might be a retail associate.
0: Okay. <laughs> 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 all right, let's let's move on. Um i think it's time it's, it's it's that time in the podcast that i always love and i hope that you guys are coming to love this part of the podcast too because i search deep and hard pause for the for these clips sometimes i i, I look for them I, I try to find the most animalistic things out there for this segment wow
1: Bark like a dog, come on! We ain't nothing but animals. What kind of
0: animal smokes marijuana at his own confirmation? So, this week in Animal Behavior, um we have a couple of clips from uh Channing Crowder, who is a podcaster, former NFL athlete, that... um does a podcast called The Pivot Podcast with a couple other athletes, <laughs> uh, Ryan Clark and somebody else, I don't remember their name right now. Um, and he was on the podcast discussing, uh, with Kevin Hart, you know, his joke style and that he says some things that, uh, are too personal and was wondering how Kevin Hart has dealt with that in his personal life but uh that's not the part that's animal behavior the animal behavior is the things that him and his wife are doing together that he wants to discuss on stage openly and he here's just an example of that stuff
2: talking about me and my wife and I play kitty man <laughs> And I play dog, and she yeah, like he he's on, he on the porch, and he dresses as a kitten, I, and, she as out the and, get and she comes as a cat, and she comes to get me, especially when it's raining because I'm wet, yeah. and she'll come get me from the door, and she and I like scratch on the door, and she will open it up like <laughs> an old woman, and she'll bring me in the house, and I'm it's all <laughs> I'm you all of milk it. in his mouth, no, yeah, sick. and she'll have a little bowl of milk, like we we have a good time. <laughs> That's not a good time. <laughs>
0: So, uh, Steve, as somebody who said that they don't understand fetishes and, uh, things of that nature, doesn't understand what, what what people are doing in the bedroom nowadays, when you hear that Channing Crowder likes to dress up like a cat or a dog and get, uh, you know, brought into the house on his leash and fed milk and all, all of that type of shit, what, what does that make you think of? <laughs>
1: You know, though, because uh, I did have a good laugh uh at my new job because I'm about to get a new uniform, um, I don't know, in a couple of weeks eventually. Um, and I was I actually I thought about that, like, you know, <laughs> like getting into some role play like that, where it's like I got a package. is like somebody order a big pack. So uh I, I guess I can yeah. kind of say that to me. That's, <laughs> 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 like the pizza delivery joint, but I'm delivering packages like, yeah. Yeah, I got that package. Package, All package. Right. Um. Um, yeah, I, like, that, that's a bit much, though. I, like, that's, you know, <laughs> it's funny. Like, it's, it's funny to laugh at, but, you know, you just kind of listen to it and you're just like, yeah, dude, I don't know why you tell telling people this. Like, is there, is there really a need to vocalize this other than just for some clickbait, I guess? I don't know, but it's pretty funny. Shout out to Channel, uh, to Crowder.
0: Yeah, because uh, at one point during the conversation, Kevin Hart just said, you know, you're not you're not uh having sex at a certain point. You're just bored. And I do think that some of this shit that we discussed in animal behavior arises from people's boredom. Um, and you just start like looking into that that animal part of yourself and, and you start saying shit like this.
2: It's funny. It, I love the Okay, yeah, so we go to the nudist colony. And, you know, we just kind of go around. You got to shave everything and show out. And especially when you shave your shit, it looks bigger. Because you gain inches from no hair. I'll back up for a second. I just, I just want to get clarity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all just... Y'all just... you hanging out or y'all fucking these people? What's... what's no, no, no. There are swingers there. But you, have, you, you set the precedent. I get and that. I, wanna, I don't know why you're not listening to I want to... What do you y'all so y'all y'all get down is what you say we it's kind of the question, but we we don't get down, but we just like to be around naked people together
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a little more animal behavior like what what do you think about that idea of just him and his wife they go to the nudist colony, they don't swing officially but they just like to be around naked people together is that so bad?
1: Um, uh, I mean that's not something that I would do. That's not something I would, uh understand. Um like I've heard uh Patrice O'Neal talk about that how he used to Well, he he actually used to, you know, swing and all that type yeah. of stuff, but yeah, I, mean, I just don't get it. Like I have like other hobbies and other stuff to keep me busy where like cuz I can't imagine just going to like a swingers party and say, hey, let's play Connect 4 or something. And it's like some dude got his meat out and, you know, you got some lizzo body chick that's just sitting around. Like, I I can't really conceptualize why that would be entertainment. Like you've graduated from like (laughs) watching like group sex to like participating in it. Like I think it might just be like this, you know, porno microwave culture that we're in.
0: Yeah, I, I I think that definitely is where people are getting some of these ideas from. It's like they've seen it in these videos and they want to bring it into real life or they've just heard about it now because, you know, more and more people are living. I don't even know if you could call some of this shit alternative lifestyles anymore. The, the more I'm hearing about it, the more it sounds like like the quote unquote traditional lifestyle is becoming the alternative and that this shit is, is is normalized. Like, I mean, it was on that show Insecure. The one dude, him and his wife were swinging, and uh his side piece had the nerve to say something about it. And he was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't don't you talk about being my wife? Like, like, and what we do? Like, we're like we're fine. You're the one with the problem, goofy bitch." So I, I think he was uh, wrong. I, I I think that that just might be where we're at in society now.
1: And the man wasn't wrong either. It's like, how dare you talk about me and your wife?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is just a mess of a situation. That not, not, not your, your side piece says, "How dare you talk about me and my wife are doing?
1: Yeah, yeah, she come out of pocket. Like, like, you know what you here for? Like, you're not gonna find a man. Like, you might as well just enjoy this."
0: So so just, just a little, just a little yeah. more from from Channing Crowder here, because you gotta watch this whole clip if you, if you people haven't seen it, because it's like eight minutes and the whole thing is fucking funny. But you know,
2: they're at the buffet. Your dick's by my eggs. <laughs> I don't want your dick by my eggs. I eat coochie. I don't want coochie by my eggs, even though I eat coochie and and eggs. Uh, That's my Kevin Hart delivery. Yeah, I'm I'm still at the point. You just saying we just like to be around naked people. You don't like to be around naked people. Be honest with you, I have no desire to be around a bunch of people I don't know just sitting there naked. That's what I said. But some people, but the women, you like, you, you better strip clubs. I'm willing to bet. Women. As a matter of fact, I'm willing to bet a good a good number that you're looking at some bad bodies out there, mm-hmm. and that, that's 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 a fact. Still, nipples, titties, and coots.
0: So you just, so
2: you just, you're free, your I free just spirit. Your oh, free I sp- just.
0: So, um yeah I, I i think like he he's he's answering a lot of the questions about the psychology of this shit like he said it, it doesn't matter if it's a bad body it it doesn't matter any of that it it's uh it's still nipples titties and coochie, as he put it and uh he just doesn't want it by his eggs you know it you is, might
1: you might be right it might be time to go buy that ranch with the hundred <laughs> acres <laughs> These are the freaks that you go to the store
0: with. These are. That, freaks that, that's that, what you know? I'm saying, bro. <laughs> right like, like <laughs> in today's society, you have to decide what you're willing to and not willing to accept, and find other people that are that agree with that, and go be with those people somewhere. Like, I don't, I don't know how you figure out how to get the hundred acres and all that. I don't have those type of plans yet. All I'm saying is. I can see a vision of that's where this shit is going to need to go over the next 10 years.
1: <laughs> you drop your kids off to school, you see him drop his kids off, and then your kids are interacting with each other. Like, like yeah, it might be time to get that 100 acres. Like, I, uh, I don't even understand how you rationalize that. Like you said, is it just the boredom? Like, what is it that, like, you sit there talking about you like to watch bad body people just for fun? Like, that sounds sick. Like, like, what? What are you talking about, bro? <laughs> What's wrong with him? I was also, glad that he he come in and he drink the milk. <laughs> 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 it is good content,
0: though. It, it helped him go viral. This brought me to another idea. Um, you know, when it comes to to podcasting, is uh, the idea of shame? Does shame just like not exist anymore? Or is it something that should be brought back? Because with a lot of these animal behavior clips, it I think it comes from people oversharing, and it's like we people overshare, and then their the shit that should be personal just gets opened up to to others' judgment, which is how we have this segment. Because I shouldn't know that about Channing Crowder. I probably shouldn't know this about Mano.
2: And then yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come at all sweaty, right? Just finished getting whooped. And you're gonna say, no, Billy Joe, no. No, Billy Joe, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's not gonna like it. He's not gonna like it. That's what like, you and know you want to say. This is Keep the whole going. script. This is the whole script. <laughs> so, so white women have
0: So, like, that, that, that's Maino talking about how he wants to, um play a disobedient slave in a sexual scenario with a white woman. And get, and get whooped, um, and, and, and sneak around with her from, so Massa doesn't catch them fucking. And it's just like, should we have that information about Mano? Like, it, is everything just for content nowadays? Is it just to go viral like, like Steve said? Um, I mean, I'm here for it. I like to laugh at this shit. I think it's fucking funny. But at the same time, it's like, should should we be ashamed as individuals to talk about some of this shit in public? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, I don't know. Cause like I said, I don't, I don't even really dabble into Like, I told you what my weekend was. Friday, I got mm-hmm. drunk. Uh, Saturday, I didn't feel like doing anything, so I got a couple of beers again, and now I'm talking to you. So that was the weekend. Like, I don't... I can't imagine me talking about no Billy Joe Friday <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday night. Let me chill with the homies. And it's like, it's like, no, nah, you gotta finish packing out those doors. Like, it's like, like I don't know. Uh, I just don't get it. Like he, this man talking about, he scratched out the door like a cat. Like, I, like my my mind doesn't even go to those realms of uh, it's like being another dimension or something. Like I don't understand that. Like this man talking about, he scratched the door. He needed his milk or something. <laughs> she comes to the door like an old lady. Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> that's too much, man. I, like, I don't know. I mean I I guess I've shared overshared of certain uh certain times when we've revamped the podcast, you know, maybe it will be a, a lost episode if you dig into that content. Maybe I've overshared in the past, but I don't even think it was just like regular nasty weirdo stuff. I don't even think it, it ventured into nothing like them, what them dudes is
0: talking about. society is different nowadays. <laughs>
2: fucking
1: my house right now. If anybody will be careful man That—that that's how, like a sex trafficking charge man they can't do that
0: he didn't say they was sucking dick for money <laughs> he, he, he said he said there's 35 holes sucking dick in his house right now he didn't say that any money was being exchanged there's hey, no crime man, there you
1: have the right to remain silent
0: <laughs> but but I, I play that clip because it's just like th- that's the era that we're living in. Like, I, who am I to say Boosie's lying about? That's probably the scenario where you go to Boosie's house, and, and Channing Crowder's telling you what's happening in his house. I think the the moral of the story for me is I I want to know less about what's happening mm-hmm. in people's houses. I, I I don't think we need to know. I, I don't need to know that that Mano's in there. Go no, Billy Joe, no. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because at my house, I drink a couple of beers and I fall asleep. Like, I'm not on that wave.
0: But even if you were, we don't need to know. I, I, th- yeah, I think but, that's what it comes down to, ultimately.
2: Yeah, you never gonna know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the police ain't never going to know. These bitches ain't yeah. never going to know. You niggas ain't never going to know.
1: That's my jam at work. That, that's what they get me through an EPS shift.
0: Yeah, shout out to Dipsy. Um, so yeah, that was animal behavior for this week. Uh but shout out to all the animals out there because y'all <laughs> y'all give us content and I love it. I'm here I'm here for all of the animal content. This is not a place for judgment. This is just a place for discussion. I'm always judging. remember that. I'm judging. Um So moving on to Um This is just a little bit of a uh, follow up on a discussion that we had a couple episodes ago about vince mcmahon and uh his whole sexual allegations and uh steve had some conspiracy therapy some conspiracy theories about that was wondering what the truth of what was going on and this week according to business insider There's eight companies that could be interested in buying the WWE according to financial analysts saying that in light of, uh, his recent retirement, Vince McMahon's recent retirement, um, their stock rose 8% in a single day last week and that this could mean that investors are speculating on a possible sale from within the company and that that could be on the table and you know all of this could be well it doesn't say this in the article but you could say that there's there could be some coordination in him stepping down the company may or may not be going for sale a month later um what are your thoughts on that steve because you initially did say that this there was some sort of conspiracy or at least there was some information that we weren't being told when uh we first learned that Vince was stepping down?
1: Well, certainly. I mean, there was certain – I watched the video where there were certain people on the board of directors leaked uh, this certain information about, you know, what he did and what he didn't do. I also thought it was strange that, you know, Stephanie McMahon kind of pretty much steps into his position as soon as he steps down. So um the angle of him selling it, uh, I guess – Maybe you could say to devalue the company, you know, but see, it just doesn't really make sense that angle though. It's like I'm going to devalue the company before I sell it. I don't know. That that's strange. That's strange. Flex, don't you think?
0: Well, look, the stock price is going back up. It's going. It's going
1: back up. Okay. Yeah. So, so what, the company. I, is, the is
0: company's it, becoming
1: more valuable. Is it just with more of the controversy, like? Oh yeah, it's juicy over there. So you know what I mean, like why? <laughs> like,
0: well, I I think you're seeing this with a lot of in a lot of media. Um, you're seeing like these large companies are selling. To, they're they're selling out to the conglomerates. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a few years ago, UFC was uh, sold to the William Morris Endeavor. If the WWE sells to a company like that now you could you could see them keeping the same leadership and everything in place but you sell out, you cash out and you don't have to worry about um some of the shit that you did before, especially those yeah. people that are mm-hmm. in in the uh high levels of ownership in the company probably have a lot of stock in it. Selling the company right now might net them a lot of fucking money. And and uh Vince McMahon being where he's at in life, it's like, you know, you already built it. Your legacy is your legacy. Maybe you want your last few years of life to just have a couple of billion dollars liquid to fucking play with I don't know and and start your own little pervert island yeah. <laughs> like, who, who knows like you know at at that level of business why people do what they do um still eludes me, so you know we can we can only speculate but uh. If I'm going by like the, the, the media that I've seen or the history of other companies that size, family owned companies like selling, um, in order to, to, to get a lot of cash flow. I mean, like, that's the whole premise of this show on HBO succession. That's like all they talk about. It's like, you know, old fucking rich family with, with, uh, with old money just making decisions that, that affect millions of people. But to them, it just, it's about how many yachts can they swim behind?
1: Yeah. And I've, we've seen it kind of progressively get towards this. Like, you know, I think when they go, when did they go public, was it like 2004 or
0: something like that? I don't know.
1: Yeah. So, he, you know, eventually he went public and, you know, Vince McMahon has been proved to be a relative genius. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of mistakes, you know, I, I don't think he ever recouped from that XFL deal or whatever. And, You know, but I mean, for the most part, like a lot of his risks have taken off. So, um, yeah,
0: I I think when somebody has accomplished what he's accomplished to say like relative genius, I I don't even think you have to put any sort of like qualifiers on it. Like the man has built one of the most successful companies in the history of the world, period. Like, no, like regardless of the industry, he, he built something incredibly successful that, you know, very few people can say that they've ever built anything to that level. Like, you know, that, that, that's that's it. At this point, if he wants to cash out, shout out to him.
1: And he just has the vision, you know, the, the vision to just keep conquering and conquering and conquering, you know, going. Uh, it's like, you know, it's just like that, that white man DNA. It's like, I'm just going to take all this shit.
0: Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like it's like the last thing with the WCW took that shit. You know, they'll take stuff. So they will take. They will. They won't let us have too much fun. That's what I told some black people the other night at my show. I said don't get. I, I said don't get too fond of me because white folks will come in and take me. They only want to have a little bit of fun. I get to talking some mess on your show. They'll take your show. They'll. fix You too. You,
0: you see it in uh and how the society is nowadays. So. Um just a little follow up there with the Vince McMahon situation we'll, we'll see if they sell the company if they cash out and if uh any more allegations come out about the alleged animal behavior that that has been going on over there or it could still be going on who knows yeah, Come on out you rapist <laughs> <laughs> Um so to wrap up We always like to talk about music on the podcast and, uh, this week we didn't have any recent music that we wanted to talk about, but we were having a conversation about some of the eras in hip hop that produced, you know, some of like the best projects either in a short amount of time or the, uh, the best like freshman class of artists over the course of a short period of time and we were discussing the years 2010 to 2014 as like one of those last like golden eras in hip hop where, you know, you can kind of point to certain, certain time periods like maybe like, you know, 96 to 2000, uh, 2003 to 2007, 2010 to 2014, um, probably like the late eighties as well as time periods where hip hop produced some of its best uh, work. And, you know, those, those eras that aren't in those uh, specific time groupings, like there were some sparks there, but it wasn't, it wasn't as big. I I don't know what the right word is. Like it, it, like, it just wasn't there in some of those other off years. Like maybe they, yeah, maybe they were just that off years, down years. But, like, the, those years of 2010 to 2014, like, there was a lot of dope albums that dropped. A lot of artists that dropped their first projects or first came the notoriety during that time. Guys that are still relevant now. Um And some artists, like, it was, like, the last time they really dropped high-quality work. Like, you know, Kanye West, for example, like, hasn't dropped any high-quality work since then. So, um you know, just wanted to have like a little discussion about that. But, Steve, like, what's, what's your two cents on that, you know, 2010 to 2014 era in hip-hop? What, what does it you mean know, to you?
1: Now that I think about it, that we're talking about it, I think hip-hop went underground again. Meaning with the internet era <clears throat> where we had like Wiz Khalifa, Currency, TDE, um, you know, Sidney you, you, Action, Bronson. It's like those, all those guys were on the come up. So they were utilizing the internet platforms for whatever reason those guys are still able to get quality beats from producers and things like that, you know, ASAP Rocky and all that. But I remember like, you know, being on like Pitchfork Heavy and stuff like that where it's like those guys were like bubble, You know, even like, you know, Drake was talking about, yeah, I, um, they told me to take an RB uh, act that I drew for Kendrick and Rocky. So it's like, you know, for whatever reason, you know, and, and also too, Drake was, Drake had just got big too. So, you know. I think just the spark of, like, that creative, underground, like, up-and-coming rappers kind of pushed a lot of the mainstream guys as well, where you were able to get, like, that kind of, like, last, you know, great uh era where everybody was different, but everybody was still making good hip-hop. Everybody was trying to, you know, come with the bars, come with the creativity, and come with their own style. So... Uh,
0: yeah, I, I I think, like, that last point is the biggest thing for me, where you had the variety of everybody was doing their own thing, coming up with their own style, like, ASAP didn't sound like Big Crit, Wiz didn't sound like Big Sean, Wale didn't sound like Kendrick, Um but all of these people, like, had their own movements, like, they had their own core fan bases, and... It, 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 it all seemed to develop naturally. Like, you know, like even the rap groups that you had back then, like I'm not a fan of Odd Future, but Odd Future was its own unique thing. And then you had, um, you know, the Migos came out around that time. Um, uh, MMG, you know, what, was like a prominent label. You, you had the good music. They were dropping the, their, uh, label albums, Young Money even had some label albums around that time. And none of, and none of that shit sounded the same. Like, it all sounded different. Like, they all had a different sound. Where now, like this, like, last, what, five to seven years of hip hop, like, the majority of the mainstream shit just sounds the same. Everybody's on the same type of beats. Everybody's using the, remixing the same type of songs from the, from the 90s and shit like that where back then it's like you know everybody was doing something different like like the way wale was rapping over samples was different than the way kanye was cutting samples than the way that somebody like currency in the underground was rapping over samples where nowadays everybody's doing the same shit um and you had that in the 90s i like you know in the that whole era where like wu-tang was out mob deep was out and I remember an interview where Havoc was saying he went to Rizza to try to get some beats and RZA said, no, I'll make your own. Like, like, cause that, that's the type of energy that was, was in the game back then where nowadays, like, niggas is just doing the exact, alright, let me do the exact same shit that nigga popped with last week. Cause that works. Yeah, you know, everybody sound the same, commercialized the game, remember when it wasn't all business. What projects do you think stand out the most to you? Oh, you already know what I'm going to say. Um, you know, that schoolboy
1: Q Habits and Contradictions. Definitely got to give a shout out to Wiz, the Cushion Orange Juice. Um, I like a lot of stuff that Wale was doing around that time. Like, uh, I remember more about nothing. I mean, it's kind of mid, but there's a couple of tracks that, like, I still have in the rotation. Um, Definitely got to give it up to uh, Rocky, the mixtape joint. Um, who's it? Live Long long Live, some, Ab- long live long- ASAP. On the ASAP, um, yeah, I mean the push it, the pusher T albums. Um, that's all I yeah, think for about time. for
0: me, I I think like the most, the, like if you're looking at that time period, like the most influential albums that came out, um, I I I think uh, the Yellow Album, Dom Kennedy, came yeah. out during that time a lot of people stole a lot of shit from that album and he didn't get credit for it um currency had pilot talk to around that time in the underground a lot of people stole a lot of shit from that album he didn't get credit for it and uh i think a- a- asap sound definitely on that whatever I-, I think it's long live asap or it's live love asap whatever that first mixtape was he he did a lot of shit on there that he didn't get credit for that that a lot of niggas stole um and and you probably could throw in like dream chasers one one of the first one of those dream chasers tapes that came out around that era with meek because a lot of niggas took that shit and ran with it too and um after that like you saw like versions of that shit for the for the next 10 years at least in hip-hop to me i think those were like the most the most influential albums from that time period
1: yeah, I mean, that, you think about it, even, like, a lot of the artists that we still listen to, like, Future was still coming up. Even though I thought Future stunk at the time, you know, he was he was still coming up trying to find his sound and find his way. I think, what was that, he had the racks on racks or whatever? Was that, was that 09?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't like, think Future found his sound until DS2. Yeah. Like, like maybe you want to say the, the mixtapes that came out before, like, 56 Nights and all that shit. So that was like kind of at the tail end of this era. Yeah. Um which which is which is fine, but I I still think too that uh you know, originality was such a big thing back then us because it came out of a period where nobody was original like that like those years of 2007 to 2008 or to, to, uh, 2007 to 2010 were kind of just like the basement of hip hop, like yeah, you know, fucking snap music. Yup, snap your
1: fingers. Yup. The That's uh, the was.
0: the free the freestyles like the ransom type freestyle that uh like Drake, that Drake and Lil Wayne were doing like all that type of shit. Just there was like nothing good coming out. Like everything was kind of whack for for four years to to the point where Nas and everybody was just saying, yeah, hip hop's dead. It's over like it's it's done the corporations have ruined it and somehow in the in the early 2010s you know it came back for a stretch and then i think the same thing happened again when streaming got introduced uh 2015 2016 2017 and everything has just become microwave now like niggas are making songs for tiktok or instagram or all that type of shit like you know, albums are like true albums where people are trying to make an artistic statement are few and far between in hip hop. Um, the originality is just not there. So I think we're primed to have like another three or four year stretch where some dope shit actually happens because uh, as a reaction, to all of the garbage that's been happening in the last couple of years, but th- I think this is like the longest stretch that hip hop has had where nobody's really pushing the culture forward like in a in a major way. Like that, there's not there's not several prominent movements of people doing it. I yeah, should say it's,
1: it's, it's done now. It's, it's like that. Like that was probably it. it 2010, it with you know 14, 15, whatever. It's, it's done. Well,
0: one of the reasons why I think it might not be done is uh the the microwave era that we're in right now, it's a bubble that I think is going to have to pop at at some point. Where right now you see that Instagram has had to remove 700,000 songs from its catalog because of cobalt which is one of the largest music publishers in the world and them have not been able to come to a licensing agreement with uh meta the company that owns facebook um according to this article the contract has expired and the two parties have failed to reach a new deal and they have the rights to songs like from paul mccartney the weekend foo fighters it says the move has, has strong ramifications as Cobalt is one of the top five publishers in the world. Um, they own about 40% of the top 100 tracks and albums in an, uh, on, on average, uh, for the U.S. and the U.K. And, uh, the issue is that there was another large, um, music publisher that Filed a $142 million lawsuit against Meta claiming that they gave unauthorized use of their music to people, um, on the apps. So if you're familiar with like how music and shit like that works on, on these platforms, a lot of the times it gets broken down into like 15 second segments so that it's not considered a stream, um, and copyright infringement. So it, if you're playing too long, a clip of a song or anything like that you have to pay for the use of that like if you're making profit from this podcast and we start playing music on this podcast we gotta give those rights over to the people that own that music otherwise we would be infringing the copyright so that's what's going on with with uh facebook and why they're they're taking away all of these songs because it's becoming an issue that people are just using them willy-nilly and the artists don't have any say or whoever owns specifically the publishing for those songs don't have any say on how the songs are being used so this is a long way of saying that when the business of music has just gotten so big that when you're trying to funnel your music into these streaming services and shit like that to be used to make tiktoks and things like that but the company that owns your publishing can't agree with TikTok now on how TikTok's allowed to use your music. So you might have to start making art again because if your music can't just be used, mass used by a million people on these apps because the publishing uh, rights can't get figured out, then the only way for people to really be engaged in your art is to have to feel it. Ideally, like, I mean, that, that might be oversimplifying the issue, but I, I think that you're going to have to see a shift in the artistry a little bit when people see, like, oh, shit, like, I can't just make some bullshit that's going to get tick all day long because now maybe Instagram doesn't allow people to use music anymore.
1: Like, yeah, bro, I don't see how that changes the substance of what you're trying to make anyway because, you know, most people, when you say feel it, it's like you, like the tech Techno you know, the techno shit is in for a reason. So it's like you know, you try to make some weirdo techno shit so people can vibe to it. Like that's what is like
0: Well, I'm talking more like hip hop. Like what I'm saying, like with hip hop, like where you get like the what, what was the one last year, the the um uh Spot 'em got 'em? Yeah.
1: No like he's
0: making that song like with the part the one part that goes viral yeah. is the part where he makes his voice weird and then he does the <laughs> little dance. What I'm saying is the Young Bulls won't won't be doing that so much if they realize, like, oh, shit, like, I can't go viral no more doing this shit. Because nobody – because if people can't go viral doing that type of shit on Instagram anymore because you can't use music, then the your only option if you want to make music is to make good music and hope people fucking find it, like – when Big Crit and Bronson and all those dudes were coming out, they weren't worried about going viral. They were just worried about making dope shit and hoping people found it. Like uh, that—that's what I'm saying. If the no. commercialism part stops working out for the artists, like the only people that'll bother making music are people that actually enjoy making music and want to make art. Because the, the other niggas, they won't see the shit as a hustle anymore. They'll just be like, "Oh shit!" Like I, I'm gonna go sell sea or some shit can't make the money in that rap shit. Yeah, does anybody
1: enjoy doing anything anymore? Like, I think everybody's just trying to hurry up, do what they gotta do, and get to the the end result. Like nobody enjoys big anybody. So that, that's what I'm saying. Like there's a culture shift to me, I just think in, in every industry, in every aspect where you know I don't think you're gonna get the soul that you got where people are grinding down, people are trying to figure it out. I just think it's gonna be to try to continue to get viral. There's nothing that's gonna change.
0: You know, Elton John isn't on a retirement tour because his music is viral. Like, performance songs that came out 50 fucking years ago. He's It's because people enjoy the songs because he was making art. Like, at the end of the day, like, you know, that's the shit that's going to last. And the, like, that's the only chance that hip-hop has at not being done is all I'm trying to get oh, at. Oh, it's, it's like, done. You're a dreamer. Hey, well, I'll, I'll dream a little bit. Yeah. Fucking dream. What did did, did Avon say? Dream with me. Like
1: I don't don't remember him saying that. What episode was that?
0: You know, right before he he uh, killed Stringer, (laughs) he's like, "Like don't kill hip hop yet. Just dream, dream with me before you send hip hop to its death tomorrow." Hear what he
1: just said right before he killed uh, Stringer? Like this
0: could be your inspiration. Like a nigga that knew it was over bullshitting. Well. I, I, I'm still holding out hope for hip-hop. Whether it's a fool's hope uh remains to be seen. But that good. that's going to be this week's episode. We want to thank y'all for listening, and we'll be back next week for an all-new episode of The Last Men Podding.